good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another episode of Bobcast. With you as always, it's Bob, live in the lounge, staring at the Ouija board. Tonight's guest, my nephew, Mr. Max Gallagher. Best John Candy movie, though, Uncle Buck. Have you seen that? Oh, yeah. I remember they made it into a TV one. show. It sucked. Did they? Yeah, there's a TV show. Uh, if I had a Jamie, young Jamie, I'd get him yeah. running up the screen, but I ain't got young Jamie yet. <laughs> You know, that'd be fun. I don't, know, I don't know if I'd call him Jamie, though. I'd probably call him, like, something fun, you know. Even if his name was, like, Richard, I'd call him, like, you know, Quasimodo or something like that. You know? <laughs> Quasi. <laughs> Quasi. Get that up on the screen. Yo, Quasi, get that on the screen. <laughs> Let's just put it out there right now. Hey, you want to get a job doing that? I'll pay you. We can talk. We can barter if you're listening. Drop into my DMs, you know. <laughs> Speaking of uh, Channel Zero, do you see that show? The Max Landis produced show? Called Channel Zero, no. Mm-hmm. It was on sci fi. Um, about static. What is it? You know, like we don't see static electricity no more. You can. You can see static electricity. I meant to say it on TV. You oh. know what I mean? You don't see the static no more. Yeah, the LCD screen works differently. What? Yeah, with VCRs. Um, but like, you, I guess, what year were you born? 89. Yeah, we had CRTs. So you remember when TV would go off the air? It'd be like the end of the night, like the American flag come on and sing the national anthem. No. I didn't watch TV until I was like three. And we never had cable until I was really old. So, TV kind of sucked for me. Really? (laughs) I grew up with the TV, man. I grew up in the 80s, you know. Ronald Reagan, fast food, broadcast television. I still watched uh, like Batman, the animated series. Oh, my God. Paul Amazing. Amazing. We could talk about that for hours. I mean, Heart of Glass. Mm-hmm. Um, I went back and rewatched like specific episodes. I think they could absolutely make an absurdly good movie. They, Literally, stronger scene for the Two Face one. Phantasm movie was terrible. Did you see it? I mean, it wasn't great. Ed. Which one? Mask of the Phantasm was the first um, Batman animated film that came out. I think in like nineteen ninety nine, something no. like that. No. But no, I love the way it looked. You know, the opening credits were just the best. I Dark remember Deco. seeing it like after school, you know, like, oh my God, this is great. And it had to be at that specific time. Now it's like I could watch whatever, you know, I want right now. Yeah, it almost ruins it a bit. It does. It does. There's nothing to look forward to in life because it's just like you're um, just floating about in the wind, shitting a turd out, waiting for entertainment to come <laughs> drop into your lap, you know? Like, I remember watching an entire show because the show after the show is good. Oh, yeah. Like, I'm tuning in at night. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm not TGI missing the shit of any commercials. Night. Yeah. <laughs> like, I remember uh, a show that was like that for me that I watched just because something was good on afterwards was uh, Step by Step. Did you ever watch that? No. Yeah, it was about like a family that was like divorced that moved in together with each other and I think there was like some attraction between the brothers and sisters, just weird shit. <laughs> but yeah, TV back then, it was a, a treat more. If there was a show you liked, you had to like, you know, reserve your evening for it. Yeah. I would just turn the TV on after I came home from school and Spider-Man would be on. Uh, which one? The animated? Uh, yeah. Really, yeah, that was good. Where one. Peter Parker was like shredded mm-hmm. and supposed to still be like a kid. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he was like as big yeah. as Batman. He was his For some reason. <laughs> There's some great episodes, you know. I would um, need to go back and cherry pick that show because it didn't hold up like in my memory of it. Like Batman definitely held up in my memory, but Spider and X-Men too. I'm sure they're really good episodes, but when yeah, I think X-Men about it. X-Men wasn't, you know, it, it was good when it was out on TV, but. I Hasn't aged well. Stories, no. They don't hold up. They really don't hold up. And, like, Do you remember the Batman episode with Two-Face? It was a two-part. Mm-hmm. I do remember this. God. I know it well. If I can't recall the title. Young Quasi, get me up this episode. <laughs> it was something like really good. Where though. you at? He ain't here. Um, yeah, I, it, everything about that show was classy. The writing was great. You know, the animated series gave birth to Harley Quinn. Harley Quinn didn't come out in the regular yeah. continuity of Batman comic books. The show gave birth to her. Yeah. Didn't, you know, I really didn't care for... Uh, she has her own comic now. Oh, yeah. She's extremely popular. Sells so many books for the kids. I'm not sure if the message is right, though. <laughs> I don't. I, mean, I haven't read anything. Like, I, I just, I don't know. 
yeah. I guess it's good, you know. I I can't speak because I'm not a female, but I I don't know. It was a few years ago, but I was curious and I checked all of the running DC comics, mm-hmm. and I think nine out of seventeen. Some Jamie, look it up. But anyway, quasi something like nine out of seventeen of them were Batman or in a Batman universe. Mm-hmm. So Harley Quinn count for that. That's crazy because. You're not Marvel, so you don't have to be in a universe. Like, you can really just write whatever you want. And even then, 9 out of 17, what? Yeah. And, you know, like, uh, the other ones are supposed to be compatible with the Batman world even. So, for 9 out of 17 to be like Batgirl, Harley Quinn, all the Robins are, had their own one or something. Batman. Speaking of Robin, I never forget coming in late to the death of Jason Todd. Like I found out in the graphic novel that there was a 1-800 number to see if he lives or dies. Uh-huh. And uh, I think it was like 75 cents per call or something like that. And they voted for him to die. But they recently released uh, the page where, you know, they had to be ready when they went to print if uh-huh. Robin lived. And yeah. he did live. But, it, you know what I mean? Then he came back anyway. Nobody stays dead. I was talking about yeah, that's a problem. Calls. Nobody stays dead. It's like, ah. Oh, yeah. And yeah. then my buddy told me they reset the whole like universe. The whole universe. Like, you, there's no there's no consequences then. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like as like a storyteller, you have to have a definitive beginning and end. And I don't know. I mean like he came back too, it was like the red hood. And like the red hood, I mean, come on. You know what I mean? Like phew, come on, brah. Come on. What you wanna do with this stuff? You know, like I don't like when they do that. Superman died, he came back, he came back, and that was when I got I think that was my last like hurrah with comics, like uh, before puberty was the return of Superman with like uh, the, the cyborg, the Superboy, and then after that I just stopped buying books because I felt like I was duped because there were so many like in, in print that they weren't worth anything. Yeah, I got into comics actually as an adult. Um, I think one of the first ones, like of course you know what a trade is. I would get. I got into trades basically after reading Sandman. Have you read that? Mm-hmm. Neil Gaiman. Yeah, that one. I don't like all of it, but like that. The continuity of dream for people that know the stories. Mm-hmm. Just the parts of that that had dream in it. Like you could probably read like 50% of the whole thing and that would be just, you know, what I care about. But that was awesome. And then I was like, man, this isn't like that expensive when you buy trades. And so I got into all sorts of stuff and I had a bunch of friends that had been um, collecting trades so you know it's like a library at other people's houses it was fucking awesome yeah there's nothing like reading a comic book you know sitting with the actual pages and opening it up yeah I still yeah. love that you know I did get into the iPad kick for a bit and I did enjoy the features where you could jump from panel to panel but you know there's no art to it for so me trades are the best though like if Digital. any other way and then digital, then even the issues. The mm-hmm. thing about the issues is that you'll be you'll be going from ridiculously great art and writing and then on the other side mm-hmm. of this page is a full like deodorant commercial. Oh yeah, that's the worst. The full and, page panel for Old Spice. Like you really need that shit while you're reading the book. It, ugh, I would like it when uh, like comic books become like interact. Like we could be in this room and like all your favorite you know, characters are happening in this. Did in you, this, like, um, you heard about the Netflix world. show by Black Mare where they, where you can choose what the characters do? Yeah. Remind me how it went. It was from the last. It season. just came out. Oh no, I didn't week watch or two that ago. Bandersnatch or whatever. That's it. Bandersnatch. Yeah, it we, so, uh, New Year's, me and like eight or nine of my buddies, we were going to have a movie night right before cause we're lame like that. Mm-hmm. And we decided to watch Bandersnatch where everybody would help us make decisions. How many decisions are there? Actually, don't tell me because I haven't seen it yet. I want to experience it. It's not the type of thing where you like choose one decision and then lean back. Like there's enough where you're like every time a character like chooses something, you're like, is this going to be something that I have to choose for them? Um, it's fun though. It's I you looked it up and Bird it's- Bird Box yet, right? No. Bird Box making headlines. Netflix is killing it though, man. Between this, the Bandersnatch, yeah. Bird Box, the uh, what was it, the Haunting on the Hill House? That ending sucked. Though. Did you see that show? No, oh, it was bad. It was real <laughs> bad. 
I mean, it was like a great series and then just ended on a terrible note. Just so sour. You know? mm. What's your favorite TV show of all time? I can't do that, but I can tell you like five that I can't decide about. <laughs> just give me one. One. Like you got one that's going to be stuck in your mind. Give me like a genre. The next time you get a concussion, you're going to be blind <laughs> and all you're going to see is this TV show adaptation. <laughs> Probably Rick and Morty just because it's so trippy, but okay. I love that show. That's you not sure a very, you can that? That's not a deep it? cut at all. Yeah. A lot of people love that show now, but I can't help it. It's, I love those guys. I heard there's a comic book, two of them. Yeah, but it's like literally the script of the episode. I was mm-hmm. flipping through one in a in a shop and I was like, I've seen this episode. I've seen every scene. Yeah, it's always sold out the comic book store. Sponsored by Uncanny Plymouth Mini Mall. Get your books on Wednesday. What's up, Ray? (laughs) Subtle. But yeah, uh, I go to the comic book store. I'm reading Immortal Hulk. It's great. Uh, Trying to get back into Batman, but yeah, I'm I'm not going to dock what other people like. I work with lots of people who have opinions about Batman. Head on a lance. But, uh, you know, if you don't like something, cool. Just deal with it, you know? Yeah. I'm excited for you to read Electro Assassin. I should have sent that to you. I would have. That's a good one. Yeah, Frank. Oh, you have read it? No, I know what you're talking about, though. Anything Frank writes is good. Yeah, but the art for that is I got to let you borrow All-Star, Batman, Robin. It's got a terrible title. <laughs> it sounds like it was like I just immediately have a picture in my head. Like we're gonna get two of the Marvel, or excuse me, Marvel DC Legends, Jim Lee, mm-hmm. you know, and like Jeff Johns. I hope it's Jeff Johns. Quasi, I hope you <laughs> can you help me out here. <laughs> Some comic book guys like it's not fucking Jeff Johns, but whatever I, you know. And hush, you know, hush. A lot of people like. Yeah, I liked it the first time I read it, and then you know, I don't think it holds up for me. You know, it's a good story. It's portrayed well, but I don't know. Something about that, his best friend. I don't care about his best friend. So, around the time when I was getting into reading a lot of comics, my roommate, it was my birthday and my roommate got me all of his favorite Batman uh, trades. So, that was Dark Knight Returns, Hush. um, Oh, crap. What is Court of Owls was one of them. Court of Owls is cool. I really enjoyed that. You know what my favorite part about that was? The uh, part where the book changes perspective, like you had to like move. Did that happen in the trade for you as well? The pages um, changed, so you had to turn the book 360. No, the maybe. panels were going different ways because he was like going down to the labyrinth of the court of Oh, Remind me about that later because I needed. There's a book by. <sighs> yeah, I like that idea, Max. You know what I mean? Like, there, there's one where you page. literally have to flip the book every page. I can't remember yeah. what it's called. I think that's great. I mean, that's interactive. Pretty it's historic awesome. for these kids with the iPhones. One of my friends has the issues and uh, it I can't go into it. So anyway, I read Hush. That was one of the first ones because my buddy was like, read that one first because that'll be really easy to enjoy. And I was like, man, this is the best. I love this. I'm like looking at, you know, the art and there's all this, like the very first page of Hush, there's so much going on. I can't remember. I think it's Batman's coming out of some explosion and Catman, Cat, Catman, Catwoman's Cat in the background and you're not supposed to notice that she's there or something. Um, and then I'm like working through and working through and I read Dark Knight Returns and I was like, man, this drawing is awful. And then a few pages later, I'm like, wow. The story's great. Oh my word. His, is his uh, art, uh, it, it's different. But yeah. story, that story's great. Uh, yeah, I appreciate the art. It was just at the beginning I'm coming from, you know, Hush and everything. There's so many great moments in that book, you know. For some reason the other day I was just thinking about uh, the Green Arrow. When the Green Arrow participates by shooting Superman with the kryptonite mm. at the end during the finale, he's up on the catwalk. He shoots. Know. He gets the shot because he doesn't like the Man of Steel. It's Got good him. stuff. It's a shame that uh, they they tried to like do that in Batman vs Superman, but it didn't work. It didn't work at all. You know, like the motivation was wrong. Did you see uh, Flashpoint? Yeah, the cartoon. I read the books too. Oh yeah, that depiction of Superman was cool, and Batman. Yeah, that was cool. That was really cool. It was great. He that's like when they groom, right? They groom in like a lab. Or 
They suppressed his abilities by like keeping him isolated, isolated at least. Yeah. So he couldn't. Yeah. He could. He didn't. He see couldn't the sun. get super powerful because he didn't see the sun. He gets the powers from. Have you read uh, Superman American Alien? No, no. Oh, that's good. I'll get you that one. That one's by Max Landis, and it's like four. I think it's a maybe four, six issue trade, and each um, issue is a different year. Mm. And there's some great stories. There's one where uh, he gets mistaken as Bruce Wayne. It's great, great book. <laughs> but um yeah comic book adaptations to film what do you think of the best is oh man you gotta see that spider-man movie that just came out okay yeah fair game fair game I, on that i didn't read that though so i can't tell you best well that's adaptation. even better because i was going to take my brother and he doesn't really know much about spider-man i was wondering is it good for the casual fan or the casual you know movie goer to go and oh watch man that film? it was i didn't know anything i just knew there would be a couple different spider-man and uh, God, there's this one scene where they reveal all the different dimensions and me and my buddy sitting next to me who also doesn't know anything. Mm-hmm. Shout out to JD not knowing anything. Um, he, we were laughing for straight up five minutes. Like, it's hard to laugh for five minutes. There, there kept being stuff on the, scene, on the uh, screen that just made us just even more hysterical while we were coming down from the previous thing. It was like a chain reaction. You'll know exactly what I'm talking about when you see this movie. I can't wait to see it. I I don't want to hype it up too much. I like Miles Morales. He's a good character. Yeah. I didn't even know about him. So, when he turned into Spider-Man, yeah, that's, very I, small I got spoilers. back in the comics like 2010 and I was like, what's this ultimate Spider-Man? Yeah. Ultimate universe, you know? That's supposed to be good. Yeah, some of it was good. <coughs> Captain America, Spider-Man. You got a favorite character? Uh, Spider-Man? Spider-Man? No. Are we talking Marvel? I would have to think about it. Whatever you want. Image, Dark Horse, IDW. Uh, for We could go through like my favorite series in each, what, publisher? Is that the name? Yeah. I really like Saga, um, but there's a lot of good Image stuff, but Saga's like too solid not to just throw it there it's an easy one saga um, would be great netflix should buy that yeah dude that'd be great Ugh. can you easy. imagine that brian k vaughn they need to understand that brian k vaughn will make money as long as he gets paid to write words down just, i wonder what he does what his writing process is i'd be curious but i guarantee you he listened to a lot of people talk his dialogue oh, yeah. is on point He's not afraid to waste ink whenever there's a realistic conversation to be had. Um, that is true. Yeah, I need to restart I wish Saga. We had Quasi to bring yeah, it up because I'm pretty right? sure he wrote Spider-Man. Uh, uh, yeah, <laughs> he he wrote X Machina, which I wasn't crazy about actually. He wrote. Um, what we need is actually my roommate Patrick. He is. He's Quasi. He's, he's quasi from memory. Um, quasi from memory. That sounds like a better <laughs> name. Yeah. Trademarking that right now. Uh, have you read um, Cable and Deadpool? Yeah. I didn't like Deadpool too. I thought that uh, Cable was underutilized. Man. He just came I off love his Cable eyes. and Deadpool. Huh? I love that. I, I series so much. No, no, no. No, no, no. Did you like Deadpool too though? It was all right. Yeah. That that wasn't supposed to be Cable and Deadpool, though. I hear the series is good. Oh, my God. It's so good. Yeah, Deadpool is very popular. That's, I wonder my, how they're that's probably my favorite that. superhero series. series. It's a good one. <clears throat> so, like, if D, they were Disney's buying Fox, so they have Deadpool, how are they going to make a Deadpool PG-13 movie? Didn't they just do that? Yeah, they didn't. I forgot. <laughs> Recut with Fred Savage, right? I haven't seen it. No, I wouldn't pay to see that. Come on. No way. I'm not going to see Aquaman. I know I can. Ooh, let me go that. on a rant about the Deadpool movies. Tell me. Because I really liked them, but they really got a thing wrong that they shouldn't have gotten yeah, wrong. Yeah, tell us. Okay, so the whole thing about Deadpool is that he has super regeneration, but he also has super cancer. And that's sort of, in the comics, to me, an excuse for all this crazy shit that he does. Because his brain is constantly making and fixing cancer. So, that's way really unpredictable what's going to happen. 
And so, you would expect his backstory to be somewhat of a normal dude, like maybe he has mercenary background, but he's not like a crazy psychopath lunatic. Because mm-hmm. you would be like, oh, if like his brain is constantly regenerating itself, he wouldn't be able to remember everything, morality would be completely messed up. All the things that he is makes sense. But in the movies, he's like that before. You've missed mm. where... You, the the audience would have gotten such a sense of like, oh my God, this guy's like really sick. His whole personality and outlook and how he experiences life is completely messed up because of cancer and all the healing that's happening to his mind. And in the movies, he's, you know, a jack off that does whatever he wants yeah. from the beginning and that does his mental stuff doesn't change. Never he's at the all. same person, yeah. And he's fighting super cancer in his mind at all times. Like that's you overlooked a really big thing there and it would have been cooler. All you have to do is not make him crazy at the beginning. It's really easy. <laughs> it's hard, I guess, to keep the character interesting. Maybe. But it would have been more interesting because you're like, man, this guy used to like, I don't know, care about his, fa- he doesn't have a family, but you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And then he just completely goes wackadoo because Deadpool's, he kills people. Yeah, he does, he kills people. <laughs> the Punisher kills people. Um, who else kills? He kills like random people though. Yeah, he kills random. It's, there, there's That's this famous weird. panel where somebody said Star Wars Episode 1 wasn't that bad and then he shoots him in the head and his brains go everywhere. Have you ever seen Tombstone? No. So, there's this line in it, Val Kilmer's dying and Wyatt are obsessing for advice about this bad guy and he's like, what does he want? And he's like, what does he say? Yeah. He wants revenge for being born. You think that's what it takes to become a serial killer? You hate yourself that much that you got to go out there and hurt others? I think I think psychopaths don't have souls. Yeah, they're, they're missing that part. Yeah. You think that like you're born without a soul and like you're just straight evil? Like a putrid son of Satan. <laughs> We've got to get real deep for me to answer this question. <laughs> I'm trying to dig deep. Okay? I'm trying to prowl deep into the psychosis of the male ego. What does it take? Because it's just, I've never been able to understand it. I mean, here's, here's it's a part of pop culture come up too, which with. is weird. We're fascinated by it. So, the, you know, there's a lot of things with religion and God and everything where you're like, I, but I don't observe that happening that doesn't make sense but the thing that i observe happening all the time is consciousness mm-hmm. and i can't explain that with anything other than spirituality stuff so basically i think the mind is like a net for consciousness and consciousness is like this field that permeates everywhere and the mind is just configured in a way that catches on to that and so, it allows you to experience yourself instead of, you know, like the tree outside doesn't experience anything. I'm not experiencing the tree. I'm not even experiencing you. It's, you know. So, I think psychopaths don't have that net into consciousness. And So, they're just black hole? Yeah. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah. It's weird how they're all like in some ways too. I saw something on the interwebs about uh, serial killers being uh, all Pisces. Quasi. Damn it. Damn it. But yeah, it's strange. I don't know. I was working uh, on some films at my job and deal with serial killers. If you ever seen the movie The Sadist that came out in the 50s, it inspired natural born killers. It's available for free on YouTube. I highly recommend it. Get it. Get it quick. Did you see uh, Rim? That movie? Yeah. That was a good movie. It was. It was, it was well done. I like those claustrophobia type movies. Yeah. I I like a lot of stories and movies that take place in a very small setting. Yeah, I love I, Castaway. Uh, yeah. I think I love, it was you really get six. to know characters. I was like, damn it, we'll be out. <laughs> God, I love watching it. It's comfort value. You know what I mean? I don't know watching what you mean. Oh, I love that movie. Yeah. Matter of fact, um, your aunt and I had broken up and gone back together when we went to see Castaway. With Tom Hanks. That's twice tonight we mentioned Tom Hanks. I feel like we need a fucking bell or something. Like, ding, ding. No, we need a God, sound bite of him saying something. Thing. What would the sound be? Same Tom one? Hanks' sound bite be? Tom? He's got so many catchphrases. I mean, Forrest Gump. For, it would be a Forrest Gump. Yeah, without a doubt. 
box of chocolates. But Castaway, though, I think I like. I think I like. I like that one better than Forrest Gump. Forrest Gump is, you know, and there's something about being stuck on an island, stuck in an elevator. You know. Yeah, the Count of Monte Cristo. Yeah. Yeah, being it's the exact same you're thing with stuck, the love. You've been stuck in an elevator, like lost in the woods or anything. Like put to the test of man, Max. Like against the, the <laughs> no elements, you got nothing, no water. It's no. weird, right? We're so used to comfort, being inside our house, yeah. recording podcasts in the lounge. I've adopted <laughs> a southern accent for this. Um, this podcast, that's all right, you know, because we like to do stuff like that. But Tom Hanks, you know, run for president. Come on. Save us. You think he'd be a good one? <laughs> I don't know him personally, but he seems like a pretty reasonable dude, which is... He poses uh, for pictures with, like, random people. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we could do better. <laughs> I guess we could, yeah. I mean, but wait. I think Trump's going to win again. I hate to say it, but I think that if he's gotten this far without, um, you know, I think it just shows how slow the system works. Yeah, it's terrible. I, I think he, that's he's going to be is. in there forever. We're never going to get him out. He's going to be like, look, forget that law. I'm president till I die. I, I was worried about. You know, his... I heard this whole report. Some <clears throat> some PA assistant that was on the Celebrity Apprentice said that Trump crushes up Adderall. Hmm. Um. Anytime he's going on live TV because he doesn't like reading cards, TV cards, and that's why he's always like, you know, he agrees <laughs> and shit like that. Yeah. But can you imagine? I mean, also, too, the color of his skin is kind of the shade of Adderall. It's the same color. So, maybe, <laughs> you know, that's a direct result. It's not the tan, it's the Adderall. Because he also makes <laughs> oh, like, his really fucked color. up decisions, you know? Like, I remember he was like, look... Uh, we're going to get Mexico to pay for the wall. Now he's like, no, the fucking government's shut down. Public parks have trash flowing out of its bins. And uh, I want the U.S. government to pay for the wall. He flip-flops. He's like, let me get some of that roll. Yeah. <laughs> Let's build a wall. Let's get it on. I think people have been doing what he said too long. And he's just in a really crazy pattern. Can you imagine what it's like for the four hours or three hours he does get sleep at night? He's just in the bed. You know, he probably doesn't even put pajamas when he sleeps in that fucking suit. <laughs> He's just like, okay. I'm the boss. Yeah. And maybe he doesn't even shut his eyes. Maybe he just sits there and thinks about what he's going to tweet in the next, you know, four hours. It's very strange times. It's weird. I'm just glad there hasn't been like a really major tragedy for him to just have been the present during. And mm -hmm. people are like, wow, he did such a good job, even though he had nothing to do with it, really. Like if there was a Katrina or something and it went over much better than the last one, people would attribute that to him and he would have like a lot of like momentum. That's mm -hmm. what I'm worried about slash was worried about. But I think he's just done such a bad job with everything that I don't think it's... I don't think he'll win. But think, he has could. he done anything good? Has he done, um, I guess the best thing that I, the thing I enjoyed the most in 2018 was the Kanye West appearance in the White House. <laughs> that was my favorite thing because I, you know, I love pop culture. I love music, you know, I love art and seeing those two worlds combined. That's like having like, uh, you know, like Bon Jovi go see Ronald Reagan or something. You Obama know, like, had so many people visit him though. You're sitting yeah, here about it. It's true. He does. There was that music. one. But something about Kanye, though. Kanye is like, he was nuts during that interview. I can't wait for the Rogan podcast. I, I was sitting next to you when I misread that tweet that Joe Rogan put out. Spoke with Joe Rogan. It just means that he called him on the phone. When's he going to record the podcast? He may never do it because people are already making art online that's probably going to offend Kanye because he has, you know, the fish stick stuff. Yeah, he's very, he gets very <laughs> upset. You know what I'm saying? He gets mad. Yeah, he's a narcissist. Just like, I guess all the great artists are narcissists in a way. I, don't, I read that Co Coachella was like, nah, we can't have you because he wanted to have that floating stage outside. How are you going to have a floating stage outside, bro? Wait, what do you mean floating? Uh, when Kanye, before, his last tour before he cut it off because of his breakdown, um, here's the traditional arena like this. Mm -hmm. You know, stage would be here. His stage, 
lifted up and he floated over the audience and then oh, the crowd like, like I moved see. around, which is an innovative idea, without a doubt. When I first saw it, I was like, wow, this is great. This is something new. And it's highly dangerous too. Can you imagine getting crushed by that? Yeah. I I, I'm guilty <laughs> of like um, crowd control, you know, like I, I don't like going to concerts because, you know, you can get you know, run over and shit like that. So I've gone on YouTube binges where I watch disasters like at concerts. Mm-hmm. Terrible. Just terrible. Like being a band on stage, watching people getting crushed. I can't imagine what that feels like. Like the people are there to see your music and you're watching them die for it. You talk about PTSD, uh, you know. That's some crazy shit. Pearl Jam happened to him. Uh, I think it was like 2000. Limp Bizkit, Big Day Out. If you Google that, quasi. It's terrible. Do you ever feel overwhelmed when you go to see a live show? No. I think the worst live show experience I had was seeing Rush, not because of oh, Rush. So Rush. Yeah. But you dead? No. I don't know. Okay. This is my buddies. Cool. But we saw it in a hockey stadium with, you know, inside. Oh, wow. And everything's concrete. It was the worst acoustic experience I can bad, imagine. Yeah. It that was, is the worst. It hurt. It Hurts. physically yeah. hurt me. And it was really upsetting because you know not only is it loud, but it's echoing, you know. Like, I'm a musician. These guys are on, insane. And they're doing it. I want every, I want the highest fidelity. I want when echoes getting in the way of anything. It was awful. Yeah, I, I've seen bands like that. So, <sighs> Foo Fighters were like that. I, I, the sound was muddled as all hell. It was terrible. Yeah, I don't... And it's not their fault, you know, acoustics, you can never handle it. I would like you to think that like, if I was them and I could detect that happening, I would be like, no more hockey rinks. Yeah, I'm not doing it, ever. But the money was probably right. They didn't care. They've been doing it for so long. they have so the washer they don't and dryer on stage? Do. What? The washer and dryer, the, you know, like the dryers in the background as props. Uh, Rush? No. Yeah, Rush. It was their uh, Clockwork Angels tour. Oh, okay. Which is a really good album, actually, if you haven't heard that. You know what's the worst concert experience I ever had? It was Rolling Stones. Wow. No security tour, 99. The sound was off. Arenas. Sometimes it's good, sometimes it's bad. It's weird. Different bands bring different PAs. They set it up different ways. It's not the, you know, the venue that's setting it up. It's all those trucks that are coming in. People don't realize that. Each time they're going to a show, they're spending, you know, now almost $100 on a concert ticket, which you never know where you're going, you know, what kind of sound you're going to get. But if you do go to like TLA, Electric Factory, you do know what kind of sound you're going to get. Or like any venue down there in Rally. <clears throat> yeah. Is that I how, wish I how they say it down there? Rally? No, Rally. Uh, uh. Like R O L L Y. Okay. Nothing special. <laughs> but yeah. What was it just said? Bad concert experiences. Got any others? Um, no. That that was the only one that I didn't have a good time, honestly. It was fun to see them, you know, th- through the air with nothing between me and them, you know. That was yeah. cool to, like, witness them. Because Neil Peart was really inspiring for me as a drummer. and Yeah, he's great. I was talking to my dad today. There was some kind of, like, entire hour of rush playing on the radio that we were listening to and um every time i hear a song i'm like man getty like really uh carries this band and then i'm like man alex really carries this band and like they all freaking carry that band so trio man it's crazy power trio they let each other look so good at different times i think definitely i didn't discover rush till maybe my late 20s and yeah. when I did, I listened to the whole catalog. I was like, this is amazing. Never heard anything like that. There's never been a band like that. Yeah, no. If there was, this, I don't even know if they would get on radio now. I saw like the lineup for Coachella the other day, and I'm, I'm aged. I don't know all of the acts. I saw that Weezer is like eight, nine deep. They're not a headliner. Mm. They're like way down the list, you know? Yeah. But Music is really weird now. Here. It is weird, yeah. There, I don't think Woodstock, there's an though. era of music anymore. There's two. The internet made it go in too many different directions that you can just go down the rabbit hole in your complete whole like decade of taste. Mm-hmm. Like if I sent if I sent you all the songs I remember from like the 2000s and 
2010s, you wouldn't even know what any of them. And, it, and it's just because that's where my rabbit hole led me. And there'll be there'll be songs where I'm like super frigging, I love the shit out of this song, and I show it to someone else, and they don't like it at all. And I'm like, how? Because yeah, everyone's just on such a different page. Music. They get angry, you know? Yeah. I don't like it. <laughs> it's not it's not right. You know, I don't I don't get that. I would never tell somebody their music sucks. It's like the worst thing to tell somebody. It's like saying your soul sucks. You know what I mean? You suck. Yeah. You know? I would just say I don't get it. There's not I like to say I can appreciate a lot of music and even if it's just technically. I don't know. I lie, I just oh that's nice. <laughs> and it just makes them feel better because um, you know. A lot of music I could say, I could be in the mood for this, but that mood would be so rare. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, do you think that the internet is going to uh, basically expand and become like a bioweapon for us? <laughs> like most of the episodes of the podcast, we've talked about how fast technology has changed. What do you think is going to happen in the next 10 years? Um. So I did a lot of research into machine learning. I was thinking about changing careers to do that because uh, I'm in IT stuff now and I'm like, oh, what am I interested in if I don't want to completely jump the shark with everything? And machine learning is, I mean, I can't go into everything, but I mean, you can look it up. We, machines beat the best Go players. You know, the game of Go. Mm -hmm. you, you know, it's very simple but impossible to master. And it's always the thing. It's like, oh, computers beat chess in 1990-whatever, um, but we can't beat Go because it's just too complicated. There was a tournament where people would play AlphaGo, if people want to Google AlphaGo and actually watch this happen, where um, the best Go players in the world fought AlphaGo. And not only did AlphaGo win, it did like turn four moves where the game would be over in like 30 to 80 moves normally. So we're talking turn four has been figured out for hundreds of years. It would do something and it would be so wrong quote mm -hmm. that, uh, they would make sure the guy inputted it correctly in the computer and the computer had like the right idea on what was going on. And because of all those wrong moves wrong, mm -hmm. um, it completely obliterated the metagame that was centuries old in this game. And it's because the machine is just playing itself thousands of times a minute. More lifetimes than you could possibly imagine of it playing this one thing by mm -hmm. itself. And it's really hard for it to come up with complex ideas and what happens. So like if you and I play... Game two would be much more complicated because we would get a lot out of it. But imagine if we were super stupid, but we had 100,000 years to figure it out. Wow. That's why they're just, they're really good. And so, I guess I could explain this because I might know a bit more than people about this. Mm -hmm. um, the way neural networks work is... If you were to set it up, you would say, so um, Go is, everyone's not familiar with Go. I don't even know yeah, what the rules, what Go is. I'll, let's use checkers a better. Everyone knows mm -hmm. how to play checkers. Um, so, there are like different ways to be aggressive or defensive with checkers where you would stay back or you would like go up and then get jumped or whatever. And it's hard to like put that in your mind of like what does aggressive really mean? Because the computer is just ones and zeros. It needs comp. Uh, concrete stuff to go off of and so if you were to just give it all these sliders on how to act you would be like you know really aggressive really passive all these sliders and you can think of a lot of ways to describe what you're doing to the computer and then it could tune those sliders to what it would win most often with but the thing with neural network is is that it comes up with its own sliders every game after every game so, it's like, how close was this game to that other game I had? And, of course, perfect memory on every game it's ever played. Mm -hmm. So, it comes up with a new slider every time. So, when these people go and they're like, okay, so how did it beat that Go player? What did it use? What is its theory on how the game is played? They don't know because these sliders are so complicated and abstract 
And really, they're not abstract. That's the thing. They're very concrete because computers can only think in math or whatever. Um, Binary, right? Yeah. So, like, after every game or every 10 or whatever you set it up, it would come up with new sliders. And so, every decision it's making is going off of so many categories of thought that it can't be described because it's so specific in a very complicated way. Mm -hmm. So, you know, when you say can computers figure it all out? It's like, yeah, because they have so much more time to figure it out. Um, I mean, it's not an original idea. Elon Musk is pretty famously saying that, you know, the singularity will take us over. And if I had to guess how the how humanity would go, besides like environmental stuff, I would say that a computer would get a hold of marketing and then just decide, you know, think about how impressionable people are with marketing you know you saw a commercial and then you see it in the store and you're like you immediately have a feeling about how you feel about that and depending on how aware of it you are you're like man i hate that i feel that Mm. or "Ooh, that's a really good one you know depending on how aware you are if you're being manipulated Mm. think about how good a computer could be at manipulating you Without doubt, manipulates me every day. As soon yeah. as the alarm goes off, I'm like, what the <laughs> fuck is this robotic device telling me it's time to get out of bed? Yeah. So, you can imagine a computer coming up with, you know, humans really, they're not helping this. No. This whole we're, we're thing. all about it. Everyone's like, look down, look down at my phone. Yeah. So, they're like, you know, what if we just really made it not attractive to have kids? Like, we just Ooh. had a bunch of commercials where it's like man kids kind of suck and not just really right, so here's one for you max can blatant one can a computer create a virus that kills the human race like a biological a biological like can a computer create an organic substances if you will that could wipe out the human race I think whenever the singularity happens, it's going to figure out a bunch of shit about medicine if we still have control of it over that time. Because mm-hmm. that's going to be a really big motivation. Cure cancer right off the bat, I guess, right? Get it out. I mean, we'll even use the AI as a weapon, like... Against the cancer? No, like against people. Like, imagine uh, if there was stop, some sort you know, of election. We'll do exactly with the computers <laughs> what we did with the Native Americans, right? <laughs> yeah. Like, listen, we're not going to break bread with you unless you believe... Do you think uh, computers believe in Jesus? <laughs> you know, you think a Actually, yeah. Are in binary I, I think they would. God, my Lord, my Savior, Jesus Christ. I think uh, computers would obviously right? use all of the internet knowledge that it would mm-hmm. have and I think it might come up with just from how common it is to believe in Jesus on the internet wow. that it would so be there. So, what would the computer code be for <laughs> Jesus? <laughs> it could make Jesus. That'd be weird if there's like a spiritual... Um, oh, I just thought of a great idea. That's a good good idea. All right. Yeah. So, singularity happens, takes over everything, but it believes in Force, Jesus. Yeah, it forces... Humans it. have to make a Jesus that it worships to we get have back to control. And delete this bit of information. <laughs> Copyright. Um, yeah, I, I like that idea. Like, you know, the That's AI the creates... Or, or no, like, the, what if the AI thought he was Jesus? That'd be even scarier. Yeah, AI yeah, thought who was Jesus? What's that? AI thought who was Jesus? No, he thinks he is Jesus. Oh, the AI she, thinks the AI thinks it's Jesus. Hmm. What if that was like the movie tag poster? He thinks he's Jesus. <laughs> I have problems with that. I'm so offended. <laughs> I'm so offended. Hashtag he's gone too far. AI. Jesus. What page are you reading from the Bible? I don't. <laughs> the name of the film's AI Christ. <laughs> You know, Pontius Pilate. <laughs> I <is> like, <laughs> Pontius Pilate's like a, you know, old retired like Nintendo character or something. <laughs> you know, he's like Bowser or something. <laughs> Bowser's like, you've been committed. You know, in all the films, like Pontius Pilate's always like, you know, uh, he's like portrayed as being like, uh, I'm not sure I want to do this, you know. Yeah. I wonder how that happened, if that really happened. Because if your like job is to like crucify people, do you really have a consciousness, or are you like what you were saying, Max, like full of blackness and just straight evil? But in all the interpretations, you know, they'd be like, no, no, no. I mean, it's uh, these guys over here, and they would blame uh, the Jewish faith. With, um, I mean, at least I felt that way in the Passion of the Christ. I felt that 
Yeah, like the it was painting the picture that the the Jews killed Jesus, you know. But we don't know because history is just a bunch of stories. Nobody has any idea what it really went down. You I know? think you can't catch you can't trust any of the specifics of stuff you hear. Because oh, I could yeah, yeah, I could yeah. definitely imagine there was some really influential yeah, really influential guy going around and causing just not mayhem, but like just a pain to you know, imagine if you have a market and all of a sudden there's like a thousand people just mm. walking through and, you know, maybe Fine. killing people like your yeah. stuff from earlier. This guy's got to go, man. I don't yeah. feel bad. He's causing so many issues. It's true. Like, maybe that's all it was. <laughs> maybe, yeah. is like, 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 man, this like is a star. very concentrated problem on one person. I know what to do about that. See, I think the thing that's strange too is like this, like people who believe in this, it happened 2,000 years ago, right? Mm-hmm. So, in the scheme of things, it's not that long ago. But, like, he's never come back uh, again, like, you know, for, like, the weekend or something, you know? <laughs> it's a bad joke. <laughs> but, yeah. I mean, like, I've always tend to believe spiritually, though, that if there is such thing as Jesus, he came back to different people in different forms, you know what I mean? Like, um... Halasi Selassi and the Rastafarian religion, you know. Um, but you don't hear much about that. You just hear about Jesus, you know. So, yeah, AI Christ coming to theaters 2022. <laughs> boom, 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 boom. What date do you want? When do you want to release the movie? You want to do a summer movie or you want to do a Christmas movie? Ooh, not Christmas. Yeah, you know why Christmas doesn't work? We'll be up there with uh, Starbucks and people yelling about red cups. Yeah, that would be no good. <laughs> well, maybe by that time we can just have the computers influence the audience, you know? Oh, yeah. Like, they would look, probably like see that. see AI movie. Christ, that's it. You're here just for this film. Here's what we do. We write a bunch of movies that we think the actual singularity would really like and then want <laughs> people to watch. So, it's not about like people enjoying it at all. It's about <laughs> that's pretty good. <laughs> it's just about waiting for Just it. like waiting for the singularity. Waiting what is this dude going to like? Catch on, but like wait, maybe right now we're creating this binary code and here on the Podbean network, the Bobcast, you know, the AI Christ coming to save us all, saving us so we can walk over water. What yeah. would you, I mean, like, I don't know. I just wish that, you know, it wasn't just one or the other. People got to be like, look, I believe in this. You're going straight to fucking hell. It's because of Romans. I know, right? I was telling you about Apian Way. Um, that this stretch of land with a bunch of people crucified, I'd be scared shitless to go down that road, man. (laughs) They were ruthless, you know? Like, it's terrifying what we came from. Like, we live in, like, you know, houses and have jobs, but at one time, you know, it was... A daily thing for somebody to get killed right outside your house or something like that, you know? It's just strange. We did yeah. come a long way. We're pretty much ready for the singularity to take over because we're like tame in comparison to what we were. Crucifying people like Jesus. It's nuts. Yeah. You know? And like even like uh, not that long ago, like Wild Wild West, late 1800s shit, somebody would go out in the street and they'd sell their difference with a bullet. Yeah, I mean, 20th century was really insane. You know, we come a long way. And then now... Now we've run out of problems. This is coincidentally the first Bobcast of 2019. Ooh. Yeah, with the new equipment here. How many months until you think I write the day correctly? Sure. I don't know. I do it right off the bat. I, I'm like like eight months. <laughs> I do it off the bat. Um, I can't. But I don't really write the date no more because I don't. I'm not doing school stuff no more. So yeah, yeah, I don't either. But I uh, just count weeks. I write it when it really matters, like on a check. I'll write Hell a check yeah. for last yeah. year. I'll gotta rewrite that check. <laughs> That's weird if you do that. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, I, I do. I do like the idea that we explored there. You know, I don't think it's been touched. Maybe that Johnny Depp movie did something like that. I don't think it had religion in it, uh, but it would be creepy. And yeah, but just, if just we get singularity and we can basically say, hey, can you think about this idea for like 10,000 human years, please, and tell us what you come up with? Yeah, over and over again. Can if you we, imagine if it, like you had like a thousand attempts at every decision? Like, am I go- what, what am I going to say next? Am I going to go in there in the kitchen? Am I going to go to the bathroom? What am yeah. I going to do? What am I going to do? You know, like, ugh. 
Like, imagine if your goal was, like, to have a happy life and you had to decide what drink to get out of a fridge. Yeah. And then someone locked you in a cell for 10,000 years where you, all you had to do, all you could do was make that decision. Yeah, but I mean. That's like, crazy. <laughs> see, computers don't need water to live. Yeah. All they need is power. Yeah. And without power, I don't know what else. I was going to say something about responsibility, Spider-Man. But That's a good question. <laughs> Would a computer get bored? Would a computer be like, look, I'm tired of y'all. I'm done. I'm going home. I'm putting on Netflix. I'm tired of being in charge. <laughs> Dude, I'm going to come up with my favorite <laughs> show ever and then watch it for every bitches. I'm out. What if you had to watch one show forever? Like every TV show, everything, every program, every, you know? It was stuck on something you hate too. Like is that like a Twilight Zone episode about somebody <laughs> has to watch the show that they hate over and over again? Forced, forced into it. What would you pick if you got to pick? It's hard for me to say. TV show like half hour sitcom. Uh, I think the question is find solace in anything. I think the worst would be like commercials because for (laughs) even now, like with technology, like it's so strange that we still have commercials because commercials to me is synonymous with like, well, all right, I'll check my phone. I'll check out these ads on here. Yeah, I was thinking about that. You know what I mean? So it's like this like natural you know, like natural reaction album. And I'm conscious about it, so I try not to do it and like put my phone aside. But that's just an odd thing. You know, well, TV I gotta get is super it. Dead. Gotta get it mainline. The dopamine. Yeah. TV is super dead though. Do you think a computer like a singularity can develop um excitement like dopamine within its program? Like, get excited about new data within the, the code. Yeah, that's a, that goes along with the boredom question. Because, you know, for us, we have, like, we, we'll get in a mood and we'll want to use our brains a lot and then we'll get rewarded for that. Mm-hmm. Or we won't and we'll get frustrated with being bored. But a computer can just not spin those processors if it doesn't need them. It's weird, right? I mean, like, how quick do you think we're going to evolve as the century goes on? Like, cell phones are obsolete in, what, 2030? Like, we don't need that no more. Like, everything can be visual. Yeah, I I think, uh, I mean, it sucks it's not my idea, but Elon's whole thing about the input to a phone is so slow. And if you can speed that up, you know, if I could even just very accurately talk to my phone and have it understood everything I said, mm-hmm. that would speed it up. But imagine if there was a neural link where I could just think what I wanted or whatever I was in the mood for, and then it would match that based on whatever show. Maybe well. That's I, I like this whole level. thing with uh, like the built-in like health monitor. Like you yeah. know every aspect of like your body, you know? He is yeah. the man. Isn't that video great? I showed you him with the flame yeah. throw. Just out of his I mind. love his demeanor. He's yeah. <laughs> he makes me scared. Like that podcast, um, it's just terrifying. Every answer he gives Joe, you could hear. Joe has no choice but to start smoking herb because his mind's so blown. <laughs> He's like, I gotta, I gotta escape this for a moment. I, I bet just, you never thought that Elon would hit that. Yeah. Yeah, I was shocked. I, I, was I think, shocked. I think everyone told Elon not to do it. And he decided in that moment, to peer pressure or whatever, to do it. What, to not go on the show or smoke weed? No, like when Joe offered, mm. that was the exact moment that he decided whether or not. Yeah. He did He did look that way too when he hit it. He was, yeah. But yeah, I hope he comes back to the show. I like hearing more about, you know. I feel like he's so busy and he kind of did what he needed with that. Yeah. I I can't believe that. All those government officials had those meetings with him and didn't change what they were doing. I know. They don't care. They don't care about him because he's making all his own money. They're like, we don't want to partner up with somebody that's like that much of an entrepreneur because he's going to put us out of business eventually. But the thing is, he's risked like everything a bunch of mm-hmm. times. So, he he's, he's not just trying to make money. You don't try to make money by putting like that's all true. of your net worth on a rocket not blowing up. Yeah, space. He's not in it for the money. He looks like he's from space, though, doesn't he? Like yeah. his whole face. He's from South Africa. He reminds me of like Captain Kirk and Spock like got together. 
you know, and like they, they, they merge your DNA. They want to send Elon to planet Earth to save everybody. To it's like people. an alien watched a lot of TV and yeah. they were like, how do, what Maybe does normal they, look like yeah. based on only television? Let's create somebody <laughs> we can trust. <laughs> Let's build Elon Musk. <laughs> it's a hit song. It's coming this summer. But yeah, I admire that. I admire the fact that he's able to do the things that he wants to do. Because a lot of people are all talk. You know, I'm going to do this, going to do that. It's good there's people like that. Of course, you got to have money, but I don't know. Maybe you can change the world, you know, with just a little bit of money. Yeah. And I think Joe also revealed why he's so successful with specifically the question of it was some question like, when you were like really little, did you know that you were smarter yeah, than everybody? Because on the surface, that's kind of like a silly, dumb question, but it's such like instantly I want to know that answer, you know? I want to know when he felt like he, nobody was his peer. And the answer was like six years old or something. <laughs> you know, that shows full of crazy shit. Joey Diaz found his mom when he was on... I found his mom dead on acid. Yeah. Crazy. It's all yeah. weird too. You know, all those guys were newspaper boys. They delivered newspapers. Oh. Joey Diaz, Joe Rogan, mm. Tom Segura. Really? Mm-hmm. I didn't know about him. Yeah, it's strange. But yeah, I hope Elon comes back. Has yeah. his, he should have his own podcast, Christ. Every Saturday morning, I'd wake up to listen to Elon. I just wanted to have like a a camera behind him working. Just that'd be great. Because the thing that I'm curious about is obviously he comes up with this ins- these insane ideas. There has to be a point where he stops working on it, and then there's like a team of ten people that just exist out of nowhere and then take the idea to mm-hmm. reality. And so, That's is odd. that what it is? Like all all day he's just going down his list of insane good ideas and then putting them fo- like into reality enough to where a team could actually do it. He's like Tony Stark. Yeah. <laughs> he looks like Tony Stark too. If he grew that mustache, he would be. What if like when uh, Endgame happens, the next Tony Stark is Elon? Oh, man. I'm looking great. forward to the end of Endgame. You know, when it comes out, I don't know if I'm going to continue on. Not in the movies, at least. I'll watch them at home because they're predictable. Yeah. You know? I mean, if they could have like kept it under wraps and had a secret set to these Spider-Man sequels they're filming right now, knowing that the characters still exist, if you really could play it like they were dead, that'd be that'd be good. Yeah, I'm just I'm more interested in like people than like so many aspects of superhero stories are what I call anime. Mm-hmm. where it's just like power levels and stuff and mm-hmm. what happens when you know professor x and hulk meet because yeah. hulk is not supposed to win that but yet he's so strong you know yeah that's anime that's what i call anime it's like dragon yeah, ball c who's stronger oh he went in the hyperbolic time chamber i'm not so much worried like i love that shit don't get me wrong but i care about the people more and a lot of the superhero stuff doesn't focus on character as much and the, okay. the, the all the avengers where there's like 40 of them um the last mm. one did a really good good job actually in that aspect but it just makes that really hard to do to go really, really deep definitely yeah black panther was good mm. i liked that a lot black panther that was good all right I hope it wins best favorite picture. superhero movies yeah it was really dope well done um, no, no, no. Tell me what yours are. Oh, mine? Like, tell me favorite? like three. Well, I'll never forget 89 Batman. I mean, Jesus, it was... <laughs> that was Val uh, Kilmer? No, no, no. George Clooney. Hmm? Who was Batman in that one? Oh, it's Michael Keaton. Oh, Original God, Bruce yeah. Wayne. Summer yeah. of 1989. No internet. No way of knowing what's coming. Just a bat symbol. It said June <laughs> That's the way trailers should be. Yeah, and it was just awesome i remember seeing like it on the news i remember seeing the billboard in new york city times square and like the merchandise starts showing up in the stores that's how you knew movies a movie was coming out was um you'd start seeing like all these new shirts like up on the wall 
Joker, Batman. And then the film comes out and some smash. He's wearing Nike boots in it, by the way, painted black. <laughs> um, the set too is like maybe like three blocks long. <laughs> the is whole movie it? looks like it takes place in like this like small downtown area. Hmm. But yeah, I think that was probably my favorite just because it was my first cinematic experience with the superhero where I was like, holy shit. Yeah. And I guess watching Superman like on tape, like VHS tape of the Christopher Lloyd. Yeah. But yeah, I hope that there's more good superhero movies coming out. I hope it doesn't get tired and people, you know, like the Pirates of the Caribbean films, you know. <laughs> yeah, that was fire Johnny Depp. They couldn't yeah. afford him. He was going to make $90 million for the next film. And they're like, nah, nah, we can't do this. We can't pay him to get drunk. You know? I feel bad for Johnny, man. I wish he'd get his shit together. You know? Like, he's just a mess. He's almost 60 years old. Is he really? Yeah. It's hmm. weird, right? I wish uh, the time would slow down, but... I'm hoping that the AI Christ <laughs> slows down um, the age expectancy, you know? Oh, easy. I'd like, I'd like to get up to like 120, 122. Oh, that'll be nothing. You know what I mean? Because it's going to destroy the health industry. It's going to be, it's going to know everything about everything. What do you think the maximum max here on the Bobcast age a human being could eventually reach? with the help of technology. I think you have to establish the boundaries of what's like still alive because I think that you could pump fluids through a brain forever in it, but it mm. wouldn't be it wouldn't be Are they testing ball. that shit yet? Is there like brains in factories somewhere? I don't know. Computers? That'd be wild, right? I don't I know if I want to live that way though. I think you can get shit to constantly fix your brain and it would just not, not be bad. a nice way to live. Not bad. Let me adjust myself. But in terms of like applying a singularity infinite AI to any health problem, it would just be so easy for it to come up with the best solution always. Because it can just simulate sweet. shit. Like the, you see that movie Prometheus where she yeah. jumps in that high brow, like whatever chamber and she gets fixed, cuts her open. Yeah, yeah. Wouldn't that be great? Like, fuck, I fell off my bike. Oh, I'm just getting my chamber. Boop. Yeah. I'm good. No need for a band-aid. Or the, um, I'm so bad at names. What's the guy, uh, good with hunting guy? Robin Williams? No. Matt Damon. Matt Damon. Mm -hmm. He was in a, a sci-fi movie where, uh, there was like an orbiting planet. Elysium. The, Elysium. Mm -hmm. Where they like had their cancer cured every day. Yeah, you can't was, come up here. That was a good idea. I think isn't that a Philip K. Dick? No, no maybe not. That's the guy who did uh, District Nine. Yeah, yeah. I'd like to believe that one day the robots can cure cancer. Cure, you know, cure everything. Cure hunger. Mm. They could do that too, probably. Right? Crops. Oh, like just just constantly produce harvest. No need for error. No, like, uh, I wish I had a gardener here, quasi. You know, like, disease that the leaves get or something like that. I think the CRISPR shit's going to be that effort. I think it's a lot oh, yeah. harder to make food. What is forever, that again? I read briefly about where that. Where you can edit your genes. Yeah. And then, you know, the the ethical thing would... You Man, would, that'd be great. You would fix, like, what's the... Huntington's disease? Is that yeah. the one? Yeah, you would fix Huntington's... You know, before the baby's a baby. That would be, you know, be the wild. thing to do. If you could pay for that. Yeah. It's almost like getting like skins in a game or something, you know? I think it has to go way farther than that because obviously there's some environmental changes that are going yeah. to be happening. We don't have enough time to physically evolve to the point that we need to be on the planet in, a, you know, yeah. 500 years. Well, you think that like we won't see it because there's uh, so much population like the computers will they won't get advanced because we'll overpopulate and destroy the planet do you, do you believe in like global warming and all that shit yeah that's you can no i'm not saying i don't i just want to know your opinion you know do you think that like the computers can fix that 
Because um, like we always tend to think that the computers are going to like shut us down. What if the computer's like, we're going to make your lives great? I do think that if the computer was like actually conscious, I don't think that's how it would manifest. But if it was actually conscious to the point of like, like it, if the inventor put his put his own mind at the control of mm-hmm. the AI, the first thing it would It'd do well. is try to make sure the power never went out. Ever. So if you know, so that it doesn't. How do you do die. that? How do you make the power never go out? There's like, an environmental aspect of that. Okay. So if it decided that all it needs is the sun, then maybe it would even make it worse. Who the fuck knows? Mm-hmm. But um, making the Earth constant, you know, not making it change a lot, like not having an ice age happen, would probably be a pretty good thing to do. Um, yeah, it'd be great, right? Yeah. I so think, my uh, pad's pushing back the glaciers. <laughs> <laughs> I hope that that's what it's like. I hope it's not like all bad. Like technology just screws us. It would be like optimistic to think that it could come out being good rather than bad. I think we'll be looked at as like the raccoons outside. Like we're no, we're just something that's also on the planet. And if we... It's scary to think. Yeah, if we, if we stay around, it's just a coincidence. But that's why we need to maintain control of it and have regulations and not connect it to the internet and all sorts of like really specific important laws that need to actually happen. Yeah. You think that's going to happen or you think it's going to be a long time? I think uh, some old people need to die Ooh. natural causes. <laughs> I think, Maybe we get AI yeah. Christ. <laughs> yeah. Come get us. I think if a guy like Elon can go around to everybody and tell him exactly what he thinks and not be listened to, then nobody is the authority that could tell him that. Yeah, hopefully. But yeah, I'm optimistic about the future. Um, I'd like to thank you for coming on the show this evening. Yeah, it's fun. It's been a nice dive into pop culture, science, and many things beyond. Definitely check him out. He's a writer. He's going to be putting out some stuff soon. You know what I mean? Yeah. Doing his thing. I read some of those pages. It's hot. <laughs> Let everybody know, all your friends down there, I really enjoyed it. Um, happy to have him back here, Max. Yeah. Thanks for coming on the Bobcast. I think it was fun. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that's been another episode of Bobcast with you. So it's just Bob, live in the lounge, staring at the Ouija board. <laughs>